Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Welcome to the Women in Tech Weekly Remix episode. Three, two, one. My name is Spree Devora, host of the Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Hi, this is Lauren Kelly Chu. I am head of clinical product at Levels. Levels helps you see how food affects your health. I am based in Oakland, California. Yeah. So I'll start with the the second question. You know, I, I actually hadn't given that much thought to when my journey with technology started, but knowing that I was coming to chat with you, I, I gave it some thought. And I actually think my first kind of magic moment, if you can call it that with tech, happened when I was about 12. I was very into math, very nerdy, nerdy. Well, let's not call it nerdy. A very curious kid. Um, Nerdy's fine. I'm a proud nerd. Nerdy, yeah, right? <laughs> um, and I wanted to learn some things in math that weren't um, available at my school. And so I enrolled in what was called then a distance learning program. It was offered by Johns Hopkins, and it was basically the most, I guess, like rudimentary version of online learning. It was these animated online courses with modules and there were professors. And if you wanted to talk to the professor, you had to call them on the phone at a, on a landline on a designated time. To do this, it was the world of dial-up. So you had to have a phone line that could be occupied for hours without anyone interrupting. And at my elementary school, the only place to do this was in a little furnace room. Um, and so I would go in there with a super clunky, heavy laptop and unplug the landline in the furnace room and plug it into this thing and do the online learning course. And um, I just remember like sweating, it was so hot, but this whole other world was open to me of things to learn. And I would just, I was so amazed by it that I could, that I could access knowledge really from, from somewhere that was so distant from where I was in that little furnace room. And I think that was the first moment for me that got me hooked on, on the power of it. I think it's so funny when I first started podcasting, I'd sit in my in my cars to get the best audio quality, like and not have the AC on on a hot 90 plus 90 degree plus day, just sweating profusely just to get the best audio. <laughs> totally. No, it's like, yeah, you do, you do whatever works. To go from that experience when you were 12 years old into pursuing technology professionally, when did that transition start to happen? Yeah, it's definitely not been a super straightforward path. I actually started in finance, in private equity, investing, and and that included technology companies, but I wouldn't say that it was as much into the core of tech as, as I am now. But from there, I actually went to medical school and was very involved with clinical medicine. Um, and so when I really entered tech, um, as I, I think kind of full on, was coming out of clinical medicine and really pursuing health tech um, and first doing so through co-founding a startup of my own and then working for Verily and, and more recently joining Levels. Okay, a few things. One, I want to ask when you 
like what attracted you to levels. But a question that is is interesting even before that is so many people are like, how do I attract more amazing talent to work with my company? And especially for women, it's all in the job description. So what did you see when you saw the opportunity at levels that made you think this is the culture I want to be a part of? Yeah. So actually, so I was introduced to Levels by a med school classmate of mine who later became an investor in Levels through A16Z. So I actually, I was, I was at Verily, I wasn't actively looking for a job. And he was like, you know, there's a role at Levels that seems like it was basically written for you. Would you, would you take a, a chat? And so I met Sam for coffee. And, and to answer your question, I think in terms of what appealed to me at that point, it was really relatively simple, which was I was in a situation where I'd seen various parts of the healthcare system and felt that it was really, really broken and basically nothing made sense. And when I talked to Sam, essentially to me, the mission of the company was to do things that make sense. Um, and and that was such a, a refreshing thing for me and so different. Um, I was immediately hooked. And then, and then, of course, there were all these other aspects of the, the role itself and kind of how different the company was and how strong the team was. But, um, but really it was just the simple thing of, this is a group of people trying to make a difference by doing what makes sense versus what is typical. Hey, it's Jane Portman, co-founder of Uselist and host of UI Breakfast podcast. At Uselist, we help SaaS founders send better email, I'm based in Voronezh, Russia. Ooh. So the story goes, I was a very nerdy kid growing, if you want to hear like the whole story from the early, a uh, very nerdy kid uh, studying English, studying math and uh, I know some interest in design, but not too much. Uh, and then when I was 16, I won a scholarship and went uh, to South Carolina from Russia to, to be an exchange student. Um, in, in an exchange program for a year. And in that American high school, I didn't do much math or physics there because it was like, it was a little easier than it was in Russia, to be honest. But there were amazing art classes and that's when I got into design. I got my hands on Photoshop for the first time and did some works. And when I came back, I, I got a summer job as a very junior designer in an agency. And that was like my entry point into the industry. And then over the years, I was uh, freelancing, I was going through college, but all the same time, I was part-time working in the same great agency. And I grew into a creative director by the time I was 25. That's like the first chapter. <laughs> Had the side gigs, doing packaging, UI, UX, I don't know, whatever, not really. And then when I was 25, I was sitting home with my first kid, mature uh, maternity leave and I I was very tired of managing people and it was just everything um, and I wanted to venture out online and I started freelancing as a, as a solo consultant so I had uh, great UI UX chops good English but no knowledge of how anything works um, it started from uh, Upwork which was called Odesk back then spent a year there then I swore that I'm not gonna go back there again and um, I listened to Nathan Berry, he recommended to write a book to build authority. 
and he had a book called Authority. So I read that and I wrote my first book that was live in 2013. Oh, and, I love uh, how much action. I, Jane, I got, <laughs> I got all the same information and did not take the same action. Oh, that's, I'm so... I, I don't know if this is the the uh, uh, terrible world to use, but I'm like so proud of the younger you that took action. I didn't. This is yes, yes to you writing a book. Did, did, pause on that just for a second. How did you go about writing the book? What did you use? How, I mean, this is a really big deal that you did it. Uh, I just I honestly remember I was driving my Nissan Note with a baby in the back. Um, for the context, I have three kids now, so I was driving my Nissan Note and. Um, I was listening to a podcast and I, I heard Nathan talk so it's in such an inspiring manner how how book can change your life. And I was like, I can I can do this. Like, you know, I'm not a native speaker. I'm really scared of writing, but I can probably do it. And I and I did. Uh, so um, I picked a topic and Nathan did not back then uh, do a great job explaining how to build useful stuff. But authority gave amazing marketing roadmap. And I made zero dollars, not zero dollars, but very little money with that first one. But it opened a lot of doors for consulting, for meeting people. Uh, the way I got my first uh, email subscribers was through a deals site where I submitted the book and uh, those people came and got their free chapter. That was like my very, very seedling of, of you mailing did list back then. Uh, I did mighty deals. Mighty uh, deals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm JJ Ramberg. I'm co-founder of Good Pods, the podcast player where you can follow friends and influencers and groups to see what they're listening to. I'm based in Los Angeles. So we have a team which includes my brother. Well, here's the fun part. So my brother and I, this is our second company together. And, and Ken was a very successful entrepreneur um, who sold his company, uh, his first company. But we also then recruited my sister, so there are a lot of Rambergs on this team and we work together. And then, you know, obviously we have like a whole tech team, the marketing, et cetera, who are, are non-Rambergs. But it's really fun for us that we get to to all of us work together. Can you talk a little bit about working with family? Because there's so much debate to work with family, to not work with family. It seems like your family really knows how to make it work in a cohesive way and you all get along. <laughs> how, do, how do you make it work when running a business with family? We do. It's so funny. So I anchored this show on NBC News for all these years and we and it was about entrepreneurship and we talked a lot about working with family and how you need to make boundaries and everyone has to have rules. And But really in my own case, we don't follow any of those rules. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Right. And so I come from a family of family businesses. So my father worked with his father. My brother worked with my mother, his first company he founded with her. Um, and so I guess for us, it just it just feels natural for us all to work together. We have um, also we have kind of a little investment fund with my whole family that we all do together. So for us, I think we 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 work well probably because we had good models growing up of people working together. I think when we first started, this is our second company, we first started our first company together. He was my older brother and he had already successfully built a company. So I think I had some, um, a lot of admiration for him 
for those two things. And he really respected me because I came into this with an entirely different background. And so he knew that there were things that I brought to the table that he didn't have. Mentorship is so key. If you don't have someone in your family that could mentor you and kind of give you a guiding path, do you have any suggestions of how we could create that support system of mentorship? I do. So when I worked at NBC News, LinkedIn did something with with all of the anchors and we all had to write an essay. And the one that I was assigned to write was who was your mentor and what did you learn from them? And I literally like broke out into hives when I got this assignment because I, I thought I didn't have a mentor. And I always felt a little bit weird that I didn't have that person who sort of identified me in college and then mentored me through my through college and then through my career. And I just felt like, what in the world am I going to write for this thing? I'm going to sound awful. And so I spent all this time thinking about it and then realized I had so many mentors who just came in and out of my life at different times. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.